Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Hello and welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Today I'm sitting down with Mark Evans, DM. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, RJ. How are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us today and share your incredible story. Uh, why don't you take a couple seconds to introduce yourself and uh, tell everybody what it is you do in real estate investing. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. First off, appreciate you having me. Like I said, uh, my name is Mark Evans, DM, the deal maker. Um, that wasn't, I'm not an uh, artistic or any crazy person, but my friends have given me that name. Um, and it fits, so it works. Uh, I've been doing real estate investing now almost 22 years since 1996. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, started off in small town Columbus, Ohio, about an hour east. I grew up in the game and, uh, you know, grew up in a trailer court till I was 10, tried to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. I definitely knew college wasn't for me, RJ. So I barely graduated and just, I just wanted to do more. I didn't know what that more was. Um, started doing some construction where I grew up. That's kind of what you do. Never really had a real job ever in my adult life. Kind of always, you know, if I didn't kill it, I didn't need it. So, <laughs> I, you know, which I love. I love that actually now knowing I'm, that's a great gift to have. Um, as we get older and, you know, understand what, how important that is. But, you know, I just, a lot of struggles, nearly went bankrupt twice um, through real estate investing because I was doing it wrong, trying to do everything micromanage. Um, just was a lunatic, working for a lunatic, including myself, right? Right. So I just started figuring out what I wanted to do. And um, in October, honestly, like I really started, you know, catching some good, you know, get hiring some people, trying to start figuring this out. Um, many years later in 2003, four, and five. Um, but in October, RJ, my grandmother, she went to the doctor um, for a basic routine checkup and they told her she had two weeks to live max. Um, so everyone goes to her house. This is like the grandmother. She's like a great mentor of mine. Um, you know, just tough as nails, kind of always held the family together, you know, like everyone showed up because of my grandmother. So we, uh, in her house, I uh, wrote her a letter and did an audio tour and just sit there with her and cried and told her how much I cared about her and what she thought about me, like what I thought about her, I should say. And, um, you know, to me, that was like the journey. That was a pivotal moment in my life where I said, holy cow, I'm 27 years old. I've been busting my tail for nine years. There's so much more to life than just making money and working, you know, working really hard. Um, I'm not afraid to work hard. I just want to start working smarter at that point. Um, and then my girlfriend, then Dina, now my wife, um, we uh, started traveling the world December 31st, 05, and uh, turned into a seven-year trip around the world. So it was pretty cool. And here today, just, you know, I've built a turnkey real estate company. We buy and sell real estate every single day in Columbus, Cleveland, Akron, and Canton, Ohio, um, from afar. My team's in Palm Beach, Florida. So really, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about that going deep, not wide, and all that good stuff. Right. Does that answer some of it? Yeah, <laughs> man. So I, I want to go back and, you know, touch on your your grandmother passing away um when you were 27 um when i was 28 years old is when i decided to go into business for myself okay and uh i did that uh august 6 of 2012 and september 21st of 2012 my dad passed away and 
uh, you're absolutely right. And, and those kind of moments can really change your, your life and your perspective, um, mm -hmm. not only personally and emotionally, but also from a business aspect, you really start thinking about what's important for you as a person and as an entrepreneur and what you want to achieve for your life. Sure. And there's more than just working, you know, it, it's yeah. about creating that, that time freedom and financial freedom. And, mm -hmm. um, I, as, as much as I hate to say this, but that moment actually kind of gave me more motivation to be successful as an entrepreneur. And, uh, so I can definitely relate to that, to that part of your story as far mm -hmm. as, you know, your grandmother passing away. So, um, I, I just, you know, every time I hear something from somebody's story that, that kind of, I can relate to, I always want to share those moments. Um, so let's talk about your business now that you have set sure. up. You said it's a turnkey business. Sounds like you're doing most of the major markets in Ohio. Uh, mm -hmm. but you're doing that remotely from Palm beach. Is that correct? Yeah, I've actually been remote. So I was virtual before virtual was even a term, right? So, so <laughs> I've been virtual since literally December 31st, 2005. Um, okay. I've not been to a house that I've bought ever since then. I've never been to a closing since then. Um, I don't, you know, I just started really gamifying the process and saying, you know, how, how could this work? You know, creating constraints really, RJ, is what I've done because um, I like traveling. And this is back in the day before this stuff was as easy as it is now. I'm amazed. This is flip phone days. This is wires where you had to go into the bank and do a wire. So it was like a big deal to become virtual from afar back in 05. A little bit different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> and I just started, like, building it up. And I was very involved. And I, where I see a lot of people failing, RJ, just talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, which I would have told myself earlier, is a lot of people – you know, are trying to, um, they don't have patience. They're trying to like get to where I'm at in a year that took me 22 years to get, you know? So I think we live in a world where people are, you know, Google-fied where, you know, everything's Google, 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 instant gratification. Yeah. So for me, you know, I, some of my best times, honestly, man, is when I was like in the grind, grinding it hard, staying up late at night, get, going to bed at 3 a.m., getting up 5 a.m. Cause I, I'm figuring out a problem of how to automate something or systematize something or hire someone. So the way my team looks now, um, you know, is I have COO, acquisitions team, dispositions team, CFO, uh, deal coordinators, um, grounds teams, um, and we buy and sell. Like I said, you know, we have multiple management companies that work with us. Uh, we don't own management. We actually just kind of create strategic alliances, let people do what they're great at and, let them, and let, you know, stay out of their pocket and let them go do, do good work. Um, and it just is a value add for us and our clients as we grow. Um, and there's lots of problems in that, but it is a, it's a business and my team's working on it every day. And I'm very, the truth is honestly where I'm at now, RJ, is I'm, I'm really hands off. I'm, I'm a non-active CEO. Um, I show up to a five minute call a day, you know, every day from 10 AM to 10 05. Um, and I just listen to the team, the KPIs and uh, where they're at, how they're doing. And if they need me, they could always reach out to me, but the team's pretty self-sufficient now. That's fantastic, man. And I think you touched on something that's so important to realize, like it, it took you 22 years to get there. And, mm -hmm. and nowadays some people like almost consider themselves like failures if, mm -hmm. if they don't, if they're not achieving what you've been able to achieve in 22 years and two years. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of silly, you know, I mean, it, it's like, yep. uh, look around, um, mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot of people that are successful in real estate investing, but the, for the most part, the consensus that I've seen, 
um, that people that have achieved your level of success, um, it, it took time and it took failures to, to learn from those failures and then pivot and make changes in their business. And then that's how you've gotten to the point where you're basically, like you said, like an absentee at CEO, you know, you have a five minute phone call, you listen to KPIs, like it doesn't even sound like you're really involved in that five minute phone call, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Like that's what we all want to achieve. Um, but it took time to get there. Um, when did you start seeing the shift in your business that you started achieving that kind of success where you could right. start stepping away? December 31st, 05. Okay. So I started, you know, again, I, I, that's when I moved to Florida for a month that turned into seven years. So um, that's when I left and I said, you know, listen, I got to figure out a way to make this work. Now, when I'm stepping away, I'm stepping. So for, there's a couple layers of stepping away, stepping away of letting go to me is that to me, because I, I was a I was a micromanaging machine. And, uh, you know, someone's on the phone in the background. I'm at the office in, in Columbus, Ohio, back in the day. And one of my sales guys are like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, give me the phone. I'll close it now. Right. right. And you give you give your team power and you pull it away. I was a very immature business person. Um, and I realized that now I didn't know that then I thought I was a king dingaling. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, that happened. And then, you know, copy machine breaks it, go buy another one. Do it. Like, I'm just like, everyone knows what to do. These are growing adults. You know what I mean? But it made me feel like significant for some reason. It was pretty stupid. So when I left, that was layer number one. I actually forced myself, created massive anxiety, many, many sleepless nights, right? Because, But I knew it was for the better good. I knew if I didn't step away and really like um, allow problems to happen, allow people to step up or step out, um, what I really wanted to achieve in my life, lifestyle, is really what I was chasing at that point, is, you know, why build it then? If I can't do what I want, why would I even want to build it? And, um, you know, I see a lot of people, RJ, and this is a big one. I um, mean, I've been involved in this many times by act, uh, on purpose and by accident, but a lot of people are trying to scale chaos, mm -hmm. you know, and when you scale chaos, you just create more chaos, obviously. So they can, they can wear the mask like they're, they're crushing it. But I can tell you, this is not an easy business as you scale and grow. There's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of, a lot of money out the door every day. And um, I probably lose more deals than most people do in a year and in a week, my team does, you know, because we're just moving 100 miles per hour and it's something that drives me nuts. But, you know, they're still doing a lot of deals. <laughs> so, you know, I'm happy for that. But there's a lot of pieces of the, the, the letting go piece, if you will. Yeah. So let's talk about that for like the listeners out there that are in this business and they find themselves being a control freak or a micromanager. Mm -hmm. Mentally, how did you overcome that? Because I know a lot of people just mentally struggle with that like actually stepping away from their business and letting people learn and fail a little bit and then learn sure. from that failure how did you mentally overcome that well again i just had to come to jesus meeting with myself right so i sit down and said listen doing what i'm going to do is not going to get what i want right so the facts are the facts this is where i always come into the step you know i always talk about data not drama Right. The drama is like the business will never do as well without me. I can make better sales calls. I can close more deals. I can blah, 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 blah. And it's not about you. It's about the business. It's about the vision. Right. So if you're trying to do 100 deals a month and it's only you, you're never getting there. <laughs> it's just not possible. Right. But right. if you can build a team and carry over your culture, you know, you're you know, you got to be honest, ethical and do the right thing, even when it hurts and blah, 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 like build up a team. Um, 
for me, honestly, like I, I talk about this often is like I started investing in a lot of money and time and energy into learning about business building, not real estate strategies, not tips, tricks and all this stuff. Because that the truth is, that's when people get shiny object syndrome issues. They're in the same genre. They're all, they're, you know, they're all doing the same stuff, expecting different results. So I just started going to business building like very quickly out of the gate and started asking, like, I understood business at a different level. And that's why I was able to smoke a lot of people in our game is because I was building a business. They're creating a job. Right. And it's funny you say that because the way I have my company set up, I have a lot of different strategic partnerships. So, you know, we're in multiple markets, Hawaii, Arizona, St. Louis, Tulsa, DFW. And, and in those different businesses, I have partners. And, and I actually repeat what you just said, mm -hmm. um, just in a, a different, more RJ Texan way of saying it, which is, um, you know, yeah, I, I might be the best person to close this deal or do a certain action within the business. But what I have to realize is I can only do one thing at a time. I mean, mm -hmm. if I'm on the phone and I'm trying to close a deal, that was an example you just used. Um, there's, there's another motivated seller that we're now neglecting because I, I'm, I'm, I can't talk to that person and this person at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the way that I always try to teach, you know, our partners and, and our employees within the business is, is just do your job and do it as best as you possibly can and learn sure. from those failures. And it sounds like you've been able to do that within <clears throat> your business. Mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. So after 05, you know, you took the, you stepped away. Um, mm -hmm. How many, did you already have your team in place or yeah. was that what happened in 05? Like you stepped away or you just trusted that team that you already had in place? No, listen, ever since I, I, ever, ever since I was 12 years old, I understood the power of human capital, right? So I've always hired people to help me mow lawns. I didn't have to mow the lawns. I collect the money and split it, make more. Right. I could be at four lawns at one time instead of one lawn at one time. Right. So I always understood the concept of that. And again, to me, like a lot of people are like, oh, Evans, you're lazy. And I'm like, dude, listen, call me what you want, but I'm, I'm stacking the money and you're not. This is when I was a kid, by the way. So it's not like tons of money, but it was a big <laughs> deal back then. Um, and everyone's like, man, you know, why don't you just do the work yourself? And it's like, I just know that's not, I, I, you know, I have a saying too, like, I'm really good at getting everything done if I hire someone to finish it for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm good at starting it. A lot of great starters here. A lot of terrible fit. Most people don't finish and that's where the problems start happening. So I always built a team to like pick up, you know, like where I, I was really bad at. Um, but what happened is when I did leave in 05 is I had a very big team for an ego purpose, right? I wanted the big team. I wanted everyone to have the nicest cars and be the coolest team in town. And what happened is when I left is what I realized is I was micromanaging so much that I actually you know, it created a lot of, um, you know, needy people. So the needy people left and the, the hustlers that, you know, excelled grew and they made more money and we, we made more money as a company. So with, with half the size of the team, which was pretty cool. Um, so that's when it started like clicking with me, like, holy cow, I was very immature still as a business guy though, you know, cause I had a COO girl running at Vanessa. I just ran her into the ground, tried to pay her less. I didn't understand abundance at that level yet. Like right. I do now. So knowing what I know now, I definitely would have treated that situation way different, but you know, until we learn. So let's talk about that. You know, obviously it sounds like you, you grew along the way. Where did you see from 05 to where you are now? 
Mm-hmm. When did the big shift happen? When did the company actually take off to where you are today? Yeah, you know, I feel like I felt like it hasn't taken off yet. <laughs> That's the okay. truth. You know, I'm not I'm not even messing with you. I, I really feel like we're we're grinding. We're still learning. The team's growing. The team's you know <clears throat> has challenges. Um, you know, we're still trying to figure out what we want to do when we grow up as a company. Um, but we're moving in the right direction. Um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer to that because I I don't really think I. We're there yet. I, I think we have a long, long way to go. But I'm in this game forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not in it to try to bounce in and out, make a couple dollars and roll on. I'm really in this for the next hundred years and beyond for, you know, I want to live my legacy while I'm alive as well as create a legacy long term for myself, my family, and also, you know, everyone that works with me in the company. Awesome. So yeah. I, I know you, you know, you have masterminds and, and it sounds like you, you help newer investors all the time. So let's talk about that because I think we have a, my podcast has a quite a large extensive base of listeners that are newer mm-hmm. and wanting to get into real estate investing. So for those people that aren't at the level now where they can walk away from the business, what sure. advice would you give to someone that wants to get into this business? And and what's kind of like a, a great strategy to get started with? Work and make a hundred calls a day. That's it. Like the thing is, is everyone's trying to automate and systematize nothing. You know, first of all, you have nothing to automate if you're brand new, right? So right. And I'm not saying that in a jerky way. Like I still use notepad and paper. I don't use a CRM. My team does. But like I start going on a CRM and plugging things in here. Nothing's getting done. That's not my unique core ability. Uh, ability. I think also ask yourself, do you want the slow nickel or fast dime? Are you great at rehabs or are you terrible at rehabs? Do you want to grow a big business or do you want to keep it simple and just make decent money? There's no right or wrong to any of this stuff. I think a lot of people are out there chasing something they don't know what they're chasing. Therefore, they're out there just lost running around circles. I personally, RJ, I don't really help newbies anymore because I'm so far disconnected with that piece, honestly. Um, To me, the answer is just go do the work. Um, and what, I, what and that work is in our business, as you know, in real estate is just being on the phone, having conversations and solving problems. Unfortunately, a lot of newbies that I've, I, cause I used to teach a lot, a lot of newbies, thousands over the years is the problem is they're more worried about their problem and it's all the drama and not the data. You know, they'll call <laughs> me up they're like, Mark, you don't understand. It's like, dude, I understand. I've made tens of thousands of calls. What are you talking about? I told you make a hundred calls this week. Why didn't you do it? Well, you know what, like this and that, like they're, they're trying to cash in on excuses and as you know, excuses don't work. So my goal in life now, honestly, my real purpose is to help people get it, get it more, right? I'm not here to convince someone like, oh, real estate's a great business. If you don't know that by now, you're, you're literally living under a rock and you're just full of, you know what? So, you know, this is the easiest by far way to make money. I'm not saying the easiest business, but the easiest way to make money. I, I mean, it's, it's the equalizer of dummies. To be honest, right. um, for me, I barely graduated high school, so I'm talking about myself. I'm a poster child of this business. So, <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, but the key is, is you got two ears and one mouth. Call people and help them. It's not about you can't pay your electric bill tomorrow. They don't care, nor should they. But problem is, they're making these calls if they ever make them, and or having these meetings or conversations, and they're creating the circle jerk mentality where they're going to these environments. Everyone's in the same situation. Right. So it's all proximity. If everyone's dead broke, how the heck are we going to make money together? It's impossible. So they go where they're comfortable having a conversation about their situation. Go into get uncomfortable and go into an environment where people actually say, hey, man, I have money's not their problem. Time's their problem. 
right? And that's why wholesalers exist because I don't have time to buy everything. 40% of our deals come from wholesalers, right? My team is, they're on the streets. We're good direct marketers. We're good cult, like, but like you can't be everywhere all the time. And you just got to have conversations, listen and serve the market of what they're seeking. And you can make yeah. money doing that, which is amazing. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because earlier today, I was on the flip side of this. I was actually being interviewed for another podcast. And, I, you know, I'm talking about my business and I'm talking about these strategic partnerships that we have. Mm -hmm. And the host asked me, he said, well, for someone who's newer and they want to, you know, establish strategic partnerships, how could they do that? And very similar to what you just said, it, it was my response. I said, I don't really view a strategic partnership uh, much different than analyzing a property or a deal. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to solve a problem for them. And so I'm surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me, more successful. I listen to them. I figure out what their need is. And then I implant myself as the solution. Yep. And I say, hey, here, I can offer you that solution. Why don't we JV on this? Or why don't we become partners in this market? Or whatever the opportunity that arises from that conversation and listening to what their need is. And that's what's really elevated my business. So for those people that are newer, that are listening, that that is a great way to elevate your business right there by listening to other people who are already in the business, more successful, that are telling you a need because everybody has needs. Just like you said, yeah. you're buying 40% of your deals from wholesalers. Sure. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know? So. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway for this, right, for anybody listening is it's all about being solution driven, not problem oriented. Like every you're helping you have a problem. The best way to solve your problem is help other people solve their problem. Right. So no one cares about your dog, your wife, your kid, your husband. No, like, no one cares about any of this stuff. What they care about is if RJ and I, you and I are talking, you're like, hey, man, you know, let's picture you are sitting at the restaurant with somebody and this this potential wholesaler brand new no one no one knows this person from adam and they're talking in your town i'm like man you know look, I, you know I'm, I'm liquidating a couple assets in columbus ohio you know i just need to move them and this person happens to know me or my team like literally a two a two second text could come to me he could make 10 grand in 12 seconds right so it's like yeah you know hey man it's over on mound street blah 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 boom 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 yeah tell him i'll take it let's solve the problem boom you guys get a beer you cheers you move on and everyone's happy like that's how that's how this business works. That's what's crazy. Like it's yeah. not like some amazing like magical you know genie comes out of a bottle. You know, <laughs> it, it, you know. So it's it's kind of crazy, right? It's 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 amazing to me. It's it so. Easy. I think this is why people don't do it because it's so amazingly easy. They overcomplicate it to make them feel sufficient inside the environment. Yeah, you know? it, and it's funny you bring that up as well because um, I have not taught thousands of students. I actually just took on my first two students uh, to teach them real estate investing this week. And I actually asked them before, I said, promise that you won't fire me when I show you how easy this business actually is. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I truly do believe that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll never forget how easy my first deal was. I bought, I got it off the MLS and I slapped it on Craigslist. And within like 30 minutes of each other, I had just made $7,000. And I was yeah. like, I'm hooked. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a billionaire. This is the easiest <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I quickly realized it wasn't that easy, but huh? um, it can be. You know, it like, can you be. just use the example of shooting a couple of text messages just by knowing people. And, yeah. and nowadays, with the power of social media, I mean, you literally can know everybody. Oh, my. 
It's crazy. And, and I mean, you didn't have, I mean, you didn't have that when you got started. Oh, I mean, that, that wasn't there. I mean, that, that was a whole nother level of grind. I actually joke all the time. I'm like, if I was like my dad, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be able to run a successful business. I wouldn't <laughs> know how to run a business back in the eighties. You know, it's like everything I do is online and, and through social media. So yeah, it's, it's funny to think about that. No, it so, is, man. Yeah. I, I, just real quick. I'm sorry to cut. Like, I think too, man, I, I think the problem with people right now, RJ, and it's not a problem. It's just the reality is I think people have too many opportunities. Like if you can't make money today, like you said, you can have access to anybody, anybody, like literally the president for God's sake, like anybody in the world, just, by, you know, by being, you know, through social media, stalking or whatever. But that said, you know, your deal, for example, too, you pulled from the MLS, you place on Craigslist. Why does that work? A lot of times people are like, well, if it's only MLS, why wouldn't someone buy it? Well, maybe they don't know it exists because a Craigslist buyer is a different buyer than an MLS buyer. And the beautiful thing about real estate, we only need one on your first. You only need one buyer. <laughs> so I say that all the time as well. I, yeah. You know, it's uh, uh, people talk about how big is your buyer's list. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You only really need one buyer. I've never sold a property to 10,000 buyers before. I've only <laughs> sold it to one. Right. Right. So, so let's talk about what what is what does Mark Evans DM do nowadays? Now that you're so disconnected from your business, I know you sure. love traveling, but sure. uh, what else do you do with your what? when you're I own companies. Building? I own companies. I mean, I I I own other companies, not just real estate, right? Once you understand business, business is business. It doesn't matter if you're selling a water bottle, a computer, real estate, a book. It's all the same game, right? So. To me, it's about making an impact. I have a new book coming out June 19th about business building, kind of high level, 30,000 foot view, not in the weeds view uh, for COOs, entrepreneurs and such. I also own a pretty big media company. What's cool about that, RJ, within two and a half years, well, excuse me, within three years of the media company, I'm only two and a half years into that company that I've owned it, and I'm very active in that company. Um, again, 10 minutes a day, kind of like the same structure, knowing what I know, how to, how I built my real estate company, I've been able to condense it into an environment on my media company where it will outpace my real estate company. What took me 22 years to build will be accomplished in three years on that company. So, you know, maybe my, another company I start might, might be a year. So, you know, I built the team very quickly, very systematically structured. You know, there's a lot of craziness that goes on in that, but then you know, scalability and simplicity and focus. And I, and that's what I do, man. I spend a lot of time, 40 or 50% of my time just thinking like, you know, I, you know, what am I good at? What do I not want to do? And I think a lot of people are just trying to do stuff to do stuff. I tried to do stuff not to do stuff. Right. So <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, right before I got on the call here, I was actually hanging out in the pool with my son, you know, so I hang out at the house here. We're in Florida. I live in Florida part-time and Ohio part-time. And still travel a lot for fun, and I, my wife and my son go with me everywhere for that. Um, <clears throat> keep me out of trouble more, more so. But uh, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, man, like I just I just love what I do. You know, like to me, I, I, this isn't work. You know, you and I were talking. We're, we'll talk for a half hour, forty five minutes. Like this carries on forever with the technology that exists today. And then, you know, I, like I said, the book, I have eight other books that's been out in the market since 06 and I have a podcast and I, like, I just want to help the right people. I want to help the people get it, get it more. And I have a real passion for that. And, you know, it's just, we need, we need clarity. We need simplicity and clarity. And that's, that's what I want to provide to the marketplace and, um, and help grow people. 
funny you bring that up because every morning when I wake up, I immediately take a shower and, and I always think about like my day and what I want to accomplish and just kind of overview everything. And I always tell myself, you know, I'm so thankful. Thank God that I have today. Mm-hmm. And in every Friday I release a new podcast interview. And so those Fridays when I wake up, I'm like, that's one more podcast interview that I just released to the world that will always be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell myself that, cause like you're saying, it is, this kind of stuff is forever. And whereas I, you know, for the most part, you know, this will only touch so many people sure. But if this conversation impacts one person, it was so worth it to me. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I always think about that where it's, you know, what we're doing today is is the footprint that we're leaving and the legacy that we're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I'd always try to tell myself. Sure. Um, so going back to the real estate stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know you're you're also you have a mastermind and, mm-hmm. and let's talk about that a little bit and why that's important for you to have that. Yeah. So like for me, I used to help a lot of beginning people. And unfortunately, you know, the success rate of that is very, very low. Um, Not because I wasn't teaching them well. It's just because there's a reason some people don't succeed. They just don't have the mindset for it. Right. So I tried to I I tried to beat it up where I grew up. You know, you give your shirt off your back to help people. It just is what it is. But it's starting to become very tacking to me. I did that for 10 years, uh, 11 years, actually, coaching uh, beginners because um, I love it, you know, again, because it changed my life. Right. So I wanted to share right. that gift. Um, unfortunately, like I said, very small percentage of people are succeeding at the rate um, I knew they were capable of. So it started frustrating me. So I actually stopped doing any coaching for many, many years, um, created a product and, you know, that that did well or whatever. And then I was like, you know, to me, I just want to I just love business. I want to grow a business. So um I, I just from documenting kind of what you said, you know, what you do, I was just thinking, like, how can I help more people? And what I've discovered is, again, my mastermind will never be more than 33 people in the group. Right now we have 26 and I've been doing it for five years now. Um, I, I keep it small. It's very intimate. But what I've gained from this is I, I've understood, like, I can help a guy that gets it make an impact with many, many thousands of people as well. So I'd rather impact one person and then have the sp- the reach as opposed to impact a thousand people and only have a one level deep impact, to, you know, if, if that makes sense. So I'm going for the guys that have the big voices, the guys that want to have a big voice, if you will, the guys that can like really, you know, step in kind of like Matt, like we talked about earlier, like really yeah. grab hold of guys like that. And, you know, what you're doing too, um, like you said, RJ, is, you know, the legacy piece. We're not trying to just leave a legacy. We're living our legacy now, right? Us doing this audio is a legacy piece forever. This could turn into a book. This could turn into a report. This could turn, I mean, there's a lot of things this piece could turn into. So to me, honestly, this is the easy stuff, right? This Mm -hmm. is the easy stuff we get to do. I wanted to quit 20 times this week. Honestly, on stuff. I want to give up. I want to throw in the towel. I want to fire everyone. I want to, you know, just shut the doors and just be done. It doesn't have to be this hard. But that's where the champions are made is when, you know, there's so many. That's what I, on the beginners, like, they just quit when they hit any kind of resistance. And that's when you dig deep. And that's really real, who, you discover, how, who you discover you are. And there's nothing wrong with tapping out and moving on. But if you, see, if you keep getting tapped on the shoulder and it's like time to go, time to go, like there's probably time to go. And, you know, you can't have plan B. I've never had a plan B. It's either plan A and that's it. It's got to work. And yep. uh, I don't have an out. My out is literally do the work. That's my out um, and yep. build the business. So 
I, I don't know if I answered your question, but my ma also, I'm sorry, my mastermind, it's, um, it's a good group of guys. It's a brotherhood, if you will. It's called the DM family, dealmaker family. And, uh, we meet three times a year at amazing resorts, high pro, like real, real high end stuff. Cause my goal now, RJ is to push people to the abundance level. And it's not about showing off and being, you know, in your face or anything, but it's like, they built these resorts for someone. Why can't it be us? Um, and, and getting in there and just like expanding our mind to a whole nother world, um, which is awesome. So I, I work really hard on that. And I have the thing called the dealathon. That's kind of like, you know, it's 5K a person. It's a small group, 10, 12 people typically. And uh, we just talk about where's your business at? Where do you want to go? It's only, we only, I only want to help people accomplish three things at that event because that's the pivotal moments, right? Everything else is just details and data, like details and in, in the deep in the weeds. Um, and that's what I want to help people do is hire the right person, get, you know, start thinking about the next level of what this business can really do for the individual. It's funny, you brought up Matt, and, and we did discuss Matt. Matt, I met Matt at a, diff, a different mastermind, and, and he talked about you. Um, and I swear, man, y'all even sound alike right now. I mean, the impact you have had on that guy, because um, this is the first time you and I have ever, like, physically spoken to each other. We, we've communicated online and things like that, but... Um, I mean, the impact you've had on him is, is enormous. I can tell that just by getting to know Matt for a couple of days and now listening to you talk. Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing that you've been able to impact um, his life and, and I'm sure everybody else that's in that mastermind's lives the way you have. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, he, he preaches what you talk about. And so uh, congratulations to you and, and the impact that uh, the DM family has on people. Yeah, man. No, thank you very much. It means a lot. I mean, I, I, what's funny about that, as crazy as it sounds, right? Like, it's like anything. Remember when you're like hanging any any friends that we have. If you look at everyone on the, like out like the fishbowl effect, like we all typically wear the same type of clothes, the same car. Like you know what I mean. So it's all about the power of the infl like the circle that you hang in with. So right. the reason we probably sound like because we're hanging out often. We're on the calls once a week. You know, we're meeting all the time. Like you know, so it's like you start talking and acting and you know really living into the role to the next level and just un, un you know peeling the onion back and really getting to know what we're capable of, which is awesome, man. Right. Yeah. What's that saying? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, and I can see that impact on that. So that's fantastic. So, uh, talk to everybody about what is the driving force for you creating these business? I know you've touched on it a little bit, but more specifically, sure. uh, what, what is your why? Man, you know, great question. My why changes often. Right. I think it's I, I call it the North Star, though. Right. For me, my North Star to keep me on track when I fall off track, because we all do. Right. That's just the facts. Um, things get exciting. We get shiny object syndrome. No matter who you are, you kind of can slip up a little bit. But for me, you know, it's really just making I always say impact. I just want to make an impact. I want to make an impact on my team. I want to make an impact on my family. I want to make an impact on their families. I want to make an impact on the clients. I want to make an impact on my, you know, my legacy as we grow. Um, cause it, you know, someone was talking like, oh man, you know, you said you don't want to be a billionaire, Mark. I'm like, honestly, I'm not, I'm not chasing money. I'm not, money's not my driving factor. It's not my goal. My goal is if all these other things happen, the money will come anyways. And listen, I'm not, I'm not stupid to say like money's not important. I'm not that, I'm not that guy, but like once you get to a certain point, money's not the driving factor. It's always important, but it's not the driving factor. So 
for me, it's really just building something. You know, I, I honestly, RJ, I have a chip on my shoulder. Everyone tells me what I can't do, and I love it. You know what I mean? So I'm still yep. proving to myself. I'm still that 18-year-old kid that everyone said, Mark, go get a real job. Don't, act, don't be dumb. So, you know, I wake up excited. I get goosebumps even talking about it. I wake up excited, ready to crush everybody. Um, you know, and, and not, not crush them, but prove them wrong. Right. Yeah. So and, and what's crazy, man, is some of the same people are still saying the same stupid statements. Keep in mind, they can't go on vacations. They can't take their kids to, you know, dinner and all this stuff. And I'm not talking down to them. I'm just talking factually. But they're talking right. smack to me that we, you know, we can do whatever. So it's like, you know, they keep living, you know, because, again, what it, it says more about the individual, the people talking like they do than it does the individual they're talking about. So, you know, people are very, you know, like, oh, you have too much money. It's like, well, what does that mean? If you're, if you're going after money and you think someone has too much money, first of all, you're never going to have money <laughs> from my experience. So, you know, right. so I just, I just want to make an impact, man. I, if you can't tell, I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. It's funny you brought, you, you said something there about proving people wrong and being competitive and, and things along those lines. Um, I was actually on a phone call earlier this week and I was talking about, um, pretty large multifamily deal, mm-hmm. uh, much larger than I've ever been able to pull off. And, and the person I was talking to, um, actually said to me, um, RJ, I, I don't think you can pull this deal off. This is, <laughs> this is out of your league. That's the best. And best. It, it was like, I almost wanted to thank him. Like, thank you for saying mm-hmm. that because literally I haven't been this fired up and like, you know, I don't know, a couple hours. Mm. No, but, you know, it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, fine. Um, New goal for the year. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this many million dollar deal Mm -hmm. just because I need that motivation, you know, and it's not, it's not to rub it in their face, but it's like, um, there is a competitive side to business and, and, and proving to yourself, you know, because when he said it, it was like, the thought did enter my mind, like, well, he is right. I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. So sure. I need to go prove to myself, not to him, but I need to go prove it to myself that I can do that. Yeah. So I got to do it three um, times. And when he, I, that's why I'm building business all the time. Like I got to do it once to prove to them, two to prove to me and three to prove to me again. Cause I might've, I might've uh, just been lucky twice. <laughs> so, and the good news about this funny. business, you do it three times. You, you just, more, you're worth more money, make more money and every, everyone wins. So it's a, right. it's a good thing. That's funny. So, all right. Uh, my, my next question and we'll wrap it up after this. Sure. Uh, where do you want to be in five years from now? Um, in what way? I, I think I'm, like I said, I I feel like professionally, um, man, just have the team growing and, you know, just being a better team. I I don't, you know, I want to be more for me professionally. I just want to be in better physical shape. Um, to me, I think it'll help me drive everything else to the next level. But um, it's a good question. I, I don't think I honestly don't think about that stuff. Five years to me is so far fetched. I just I just want to make it to thirty days. Um, right. I talk about this a lot. I don't really goal set at big levels. I set because I I had a tendency back in the day when I used to goal set and think five years in advance. Me talking about it and writing about it, it actually almost made it real to me. And then I would settle down and like get too laxed. It became so. What's the saying? We underestimate what we can do um, in five years, and we overestimate what we can do in thirty days. 
I try to underestimate what I can do in 30 days. I, I set 30 day goals with my team um, and I just focus on them. Ultimately, whatever we want will happen through that. Obviously, we, you know, hey, let's hit 100 million in this company in net revenue. Just reverse engineer what that looks like and then we start setting a plan. Um, or, and then when we say that, that means hire more people, make more money, create more assets, do X, Y, and Z, right? So it depends on what we're seeking or driving for. I, I will not, one thing I will not be, I won't be working in an office. <laughs> so, you know, so to me, I'm more like focused on what I don't want as opposed to what I want. Um, Cause I think it's very easy to want to chase money, especially guys like us, right? Cause we love what we do. And I love my family. I want to hang out with my wife and son every day. I, tr you know, my goal is to be with them every single day, literally, um, and not in a psycho helicopter dad way, husband way. But I, you know, hanging out at the pool. I'm gonna hang up this. I'm gonna go out to the pool, grab a glass of wine, and go jump in the pool and hang out with my son. So, and I already, I was already in the pool with him today. So, right. I'm more focused on what I don't want than I, what I do want, and being very conscious of don't just build it to be bigger, to be cool, build it how I want it built for the life I want to have inside of that business uh, ecosystem. Does that make there sense? you go. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So for the listeners that want to reach out and contact you, what's the best way they can reach you? You know, the best way right now in today's day and world, man, is Instagram over at Mark Evans DM. Um, that's the best way. I mean, if they get, they're more welcome to get over to markevansdm.com as well. I have a newsletter over there where um, they can learn more about me. You know, I, I send emails out um, often every week, multiple times a week about, you know, cool stuff like what we're up to, what we're doing, um, books, um, deal-a-thon events and stuff like that. But um, Facebook, Instagram, any social platform, mostly Facebook and Instagram for me, is a good way to stay connected and uh, connect with me. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you so much. I, I know you're a busy guy and your time is valuable. So I appreciate you so much for taking your time to uh, sit down and, and share your story and, and all your insight to our listeners. Mm -hmm. And uh, just thanks for coming on. Definitely, RJ. Thank you for having me. Guys, don't give up. Stay focused. It's easy to give. It's easy to quit when it's hard. It's hard to quit when it's easy. So get out there and just make it happen. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. <laughs>